Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Sanjay Torre, another episode of Georgia State University's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute's radio show. Sanjay, you fired up about this one? It's creative I folks. I am. I actually read a little bit about them, so I'm uh-huh. actually pretty excited. Uh, you're a creative folk. I would like to think I am. You're broadcast? Yes, broadcast communications. And how's that going for you? It's going well. I'm working with you two. I know. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite part of this? Meeting all the amazing people. I always say that. So many amazing people we meet. And they are here filling this room. And let's start it off with Brennan Dicker. He is the executive director with the Creative Media Industries Institute at GSU. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. And then you brought with you uh, Dave Beck yep. and um, his sidekick. <laughs> That's a good Quinn one. Randall. That's me. <laughs> the Thanks for having side- us here. He, he told me yeah. you were the wacky sidekick. Is yeah, I, I wear a plethora of costumes to different <laughs> events. Uh, All right, Brendan, tell us about uh, CMII. Sure. How are you serving folks? Yeah, yeah. We're a Creative Media Industries Institute at Georgia State University, and um, we started, uh, opened our doors back in 2017, October of 2017. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to get a, a Woodruff uh, grant, a Wood- Woodruff grant, uh, you know, and, and that got that created the institute itself. Um, we were able to um, get the SunTrust building, uh, take over the SunTrust building and remake it into what we wanted to do. But essentially, you know, what it's become over the past uh, year and a half is the Institute really is there to create the next generation of digital storytellers through, um, you know, emerging technologies, augmented reality, virtual reality, and gaming, and also traditional media. So we've, we've got a, a lot of different toys in, in, our, in our institute mm-hmm. and a lot of things that are going on. We have a wonderful uh, staff and faculty, um, half of which there's professors of practice and there's PhDs. So we've got a good combination of people that are coming in from industry to teach our students, but also the PhDs that you know, teach the, more of the academic side. So it's just, it's just overall um, just a, a wonderful place to work. We're doing a lot of good things there. Now, how did you get involved with it? What's your backstory? My backstory, I spent 25 years in film and television production, and um, I started uh, interning when I was 16 years old. And from there, um, I ended up uh, uh, interning for about four years with a production company in Colorado, and then that got me involved with um, directing and producing eventually in Chicago. Had a production company called American Mongrel Productions in Chicago, uh, which then uh, led me to producing for PBS, um, Sports Channel, which was bought out by Fox Sports, did some sports while I was there, produced a couple feature films, and um, you know the weather got a little too cold for me in Chicago. So I looked elsewhere, and I, I had some contacts um, down in Atlanta because of working with CNNSI at the time, CNN Sports Illustrated. And I came down south. I really enjoyed Atlanta. Um, just thought it would be a, a wonderful place to you know start a family and and you know be here in Atlanta. So ended up down here. Worked with a company called Crawford Communications mm-hmm. um, for a number of years and became the director of sales for them. And then at Sim International, which is a post production facility that we had here, along with um, facilities in L.A., New York, Toronto, and Vancouver. So and, and that was really primarily because of the big film and tax uh, film and television center that you see now. So that tax credit was a game changer. Game changer. Completely changed the game here in Atlanta and I was here uh, started my career here 15 years ago so the film the timing started, was perfect yeah right? just it, I looked like a genius <laughs> when I when when in reality I mean I think what happened was I remember uh, 
Um, I joined the Georgia Production Partnership, which really, uh, you know, helped with the incentive, at least getting getting the incentive, kicking the incentive up. And um, all of them, there were about 40 or 50 of us at the time at Manuel's Tavern talking about how, how they could put incentive through the state legislature. I thought they were crazy because I just thought there was, you know, there's 40 of us. How, how are you going to be able to do that? But we had the right people, you know, and we, we, we made uh, some some good decisions and it took a long time to get that through but once that went through everything changed i mean it really did help it, it certainly helped my career and got and brought me to cmii um, eventually because of just the road the path that i took so now to move from kind of the business side and enterprise side you're working at businesses of all sizes really that's right your career to now being an executive director of a this is a university-based institute mm-hmm. yes so yes, that's definitely. the politics here is different Right. Of course, but I, you know, I think that because of the companies, I have a lot of experience with working with, uh, you know, management and senior management on, on many different levels. I mean, a lot of that doesn't change. I mean, obviously, it's a university, so public versus private. But I think one of the unique unique things we're trying to do at CMI is, you know, you know, we definitely have, um, we're working in a university environment, but also there's a lot of flexibility with bringing in other companies to work with us. And, you know, my job, one of my jobs is to really bridge industry with academics and, and create these uh, relationships to where we can build on that. And so it's so our students will have the opportunity to, you know, not only have internships, but also learn from a lot of these companies that we're working with. And it's not hypothetical learning. Practical. Right. It's practical. Yeah, it's very practical. And I think that, that that makes a huge difference, you know, I think in, in the learning process. And that was one of the things that really intrigued me about it was, that, you know, it, it's uh, we're very much um, like a startup. You know, you, you look at how, how startups, you know, begin and, and all of what needs to be done. We're, we're, we're doing an experiment. We're seeing if we can, you know, create an environment where we can not only have business there, but, you know, have the university um, along with that to, to create something that, that hopefully, and, and it, it is, I mean, it seems to be generating a lot of good, uh, um, good business for us right now. And you're working in an area that is changing so rapidly, it, you have to be nimble. Constantly changing. Whereas most academia tends to lag, yeah. and then you're kind of at the forefront in a lot of ways. Well, I think the, the university has recognized that we need to be nimble, so they've been very good at, at you know understanding or hearing our concerns on that. So I think we, you know, regarding the technology that we have in place and, and the, the people that we have in place, um, you know, it's, it's been it's been going very well. Now, what type of degrees can you get there? Um, we have two degrees. We have a game design degree, um, and then we also have uh, media entrepreneurship. Game design, the students usually, st they will start in the computer science department, kind of learning the coding and just the general background in gaming, and, and then they'll go into the game design as far as uh, animation or you know modeling and taking different programs, uh, it, the, the larger, the upper level classes. Media entrepreneurship starts at Robinson College of Business with just you know the typical you know business courses that you would want to have to so have that lay that foundation down, right. and then go into other you know courses that are more specific. Whether they want to get into music, film and television, uh, AR, VR, gaming, it depends on specific. You know they, they they get to select what they're what they're going after. And um, how, how long have there been degree? Like, is it from the beginning? Oh, this, yeah. Uh, or, it, we're just, we just graduated our first batch of seniors, which right. was only a handful um, in, in December of this year. So we're really just beginning at that. But the remarkable, um, the remarkable thing about that, or the facts that I see, it, I just saw this um, yesterday, is that we we have grown 51% in one year as far as um, people that are, you know, with our majors. We've got, Majors and minors included over 600 students that are that are doing this, and we have, I think, it, from 20, 2018 to 2019, we're up to 387 majors 
within those two degree programs. Wow. So it's a, it's a remarkable leap. And um, I mean, we're very excited about it. It's just we've got to keep up with that. Now, what's the hardest part of scaling it? Is it getting the instructors that are equipped to teach that many people? A combination, yeah. I mean, you know, the, stu- the, the school has been very good at, you know, helping us grow. And clearly, we have to grow a lot more in the fall of this year. So, um, you know, the, the challenge is getting, getting the correct instructors. But we have so many people, not, not only on the academic side, but on the practical side that can teach and help us out that I think that we're in good, good shape there. And um, in the, the building itself has a lot of the latest technology, right? That's right. I mean, you know, one thing that we really pride ourselves on is, is that we have a uh, uh, motion capture and volumetric capture. Motion capture, if you notice, you know, and if you look at uh, VFX, special effects that are in movies, and you see those guys that wear the suits, you know, with the right. ping pong balls, you know, to, to track their motion. We have that set up as well as a volumetric, um, which is no suit at all. You just come into the stage and you're able to do a live, uh, you know, 3D animation of, of, of yourself and, and, and make an avatar of yourself, which is just, you know, incredible. And I think that we're very lucky to have that system. It's called a 4D view system. There's one of six in the world. So it really, you know, puts us on the cutting edge of that type of uh, technology. Now, it sounds like kind of a chicken and the egg thing that if it wasn't for the tax credits, then we wouldn't have attracted all of these films and like billion dollar films are being filmed here, the latest and greatest of the that's that right. No, movies. if you look at Marvel, you look at all of the different movies that are that are attracted here. I mean, you know, and and the episodics, the television series. I mean, clearly that was the the film incentive that that drove all of that, and that was one of the big reasons why Woodruff wanted to fund us was that here, you know, we could make, you know, we could show, look at all of this money that's coming in, and we need to start, you know, getting more more students um, towards those tracks. And to fill the roles that that's maybe right. they were outsourcing to L.A. or Hollywood. Most definitely, companies. yeah. I mean that that's the that's the end goal here. But more importantly, I think you know you, have, you look you look at it, the creative economy itself. You know, if you if you're looking not only at uh, film and television, but if you look at the gaming community, you know, right. and, and we've got you know from 2005 there were. I think eight gaming companies, and now there's over 130 gaming companies in in Georgia. So those that type of growth in that area, and also in the AR VR space, has grown tremendously. So we we kind of look at it holistically as far as the greater economy. Obviously, we want to feed film and television and in certain uh, different areas, but also look at everything. Right, and then it's the music. You don't want to neglect the no, music as well. No, of course not. That's and yet another the media, aspect. The media part of it as well, like um, whoops. Got a phone going on here. My bad, I think. Yeah. Um, And then, but the media in terms of you have the Turner and CNN and all that stuff. Yeah. You have the music with all, uh, every genre of music is represented here. That's right. And, you know, the the music had had an incentive that was passed last year as well that will help them, you know, grow the business as well. So you've got gaming that has an incentive, music that has an incentive, and film intelligence that has an incentive. So we're all, I think we're all in agreement that, um, you know, the, the creative economy really has an opportunity to blossom here over the next three to five years. And then GSU wants to be at the hub of, of that. course be be one of the leaders you know i think the leaders in innovation and actually you know we want to you know be recognized as a place where you know uh, various companies and entertainment groups can come to us and you know and see the latest and greatest and hopefully then obviously that translates to students getting more jobs now you mentioned a little bit about augmented reality and virtual reality that goes beyond just entertainment right Our oh in- industries using that in a variety of ways yes it's it's unbelievable just all of the uses that we see within vr and ar and uh you know all the applications um specifically in training is one at one of the areas um, with foundry 45 and dave beck's group and speaking of Dave Beck, why don't we bring him on? 
Dave, welcome. Lee, thank you for having me here. It's good to see you again. And uh, tell us about uh, what's happening at Foundry 45. We haven't chatted in a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's great to catch up. So Foundry 45 is focused on business-related virtual and augmented reality. So we help big brands basically train their teams and tell their stories through immersive media. And we're fortunate to be one of the largest groups that's doing that uh, out there today. We've done under over 200 different experiences at this point and have been lucky to work with great groups like AT&T and Coca-Cola and IBM and Delta. And then you're doing that work um, not, not necessarily creating entertainment-oriented uh, content, but practical. It could be for trade shows. It could be for training. Right. That's the primary focus of the work. Yeah, exactly. So very early on, um, I guess almost four years ago, we're about to have our four year anniversary at Foundry 45 in a couple of weeks here. Very excited about that. Um, we made the decision to actually brand ourselves as business VR. So it's not as big of an issue today, but I think a few years ago when pre people heard virtual reality, their immediate thought was gaming. Right. And we love that space as well, but we're really focused on helping brands actually you know, deliver value, right? And the main way that we actually do that is in virtual reality training. Um, and it's a great way to, uh, in fact, help big businesses train their teams very efficiently. And then what's an example of how one of your clients has used uh, augmented or virtual reality? So an interesting one that we did uh, not too long ago was a project with uh, Delta Airlines. So they have group of folks that are uh, that work on the ramp, and those are the people that you see out the window when you're waiting for your plane, and you uh, you see them actually the plane comes into the terminal and they need to turn it around quickly and safely and get it back out. Well, you can imagine that it's kind of hard to actually put a new trainee on an active jetway. Right. I mean, forget about the fact that they, they have to be badged. <laughs> the yeah, the, I mean, everything. They have to be badged. They have to be approved to be out there in the first place. Um, but it's just not even necessarily safe. So what we do is we allow them to actually train those folks in virtual reality. And it's super repeatable. It's measurable. We can feed the information back into their existing learning management systems. So it's a really great way for them to train their employees. So they can be training inside of a, anywhere in like a building or a conference room. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, they're having an immersive experience, right? Which is, yeah, which is amazing. It doesn't take hardly any space at all, um, and all sorts of big companies are doing this right now. Now, I know the last time we chatted, you mentioned that, um, like trade shows, if somebody has huge equipment that they don't want to necessarily transport to a trade show, this is another way to attack that problem. Yeah, there's a super clear return on the investment there. I mean, if you're John Deere and you have thousands of pounds worth of equipment that you don't have to actually ship to a show, you know, you can essentially ship the person at the show out to whatever facility where you want them to see the equipment in action. Um, the same thing works on the training side as well. If you have a, you know, have a clean room environment that's in Germany, but you need to train people all the way all around the world on how to work on it, are you going to actually fly them out there to, to go to that spot and train, or could you just do it remotely? It's way more uh, efficient and, and lower cost. Now, what's your relationship with CMI? So CMII has been amazing. We've had a, a, essentially we've been a company there in residence since, uh, gosh, November twenty seventeen. November of twenty seventeen. Um, it's a you know we're a, we're not really associated with Georgia State in any sort of a, an affiliate a, a fashion, other than the fact that we have space there. 
and it's the most amazing space that uh, that we've found. Um, quick story: we actually were working with the Metro Atlanta Chamber to find office space when we were outgrowing our old one, and it was a few months before CMII opened up. And one of my buddies over there texted me and said, "Get over here right now! You have to see this space. This is the exact right space for you guys." And it's been amazing, not just because the facilities are world class, but because there's been enough space there for us. We've been fortunate to grow a good deal over the in the time that we've actually been there, and we've been able to flex out into more. We're actually talking about more space, more right, space now. right now, exactly. So, uh, yeah, and so, you know, Foundry Forty Five, and I don't mean to kick you in lead in here, but you know, I have to say that you know their involvement with the students has been fantastic, and that's one of the things we want to see is that idea that the students can come in. And, and how many interns have you had from GSU? Double digits. I mean, I, I don't even know exactly, but we've definitely hired somewhere in the ten to fifteen. Yeah, range. yeah, exactly. So that in, in itself is you know something that that brings is that connection there that we so desperately want to see in that space, in that entrepreneurial space. Now, in One the, of them is here right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, in that space, though, you have classes and stuff going on. You have the equipment to do all kinds of work. That's but right. But there's also office space office available space. for businesses. That's correct. Is, is one of the criteria, if somebody does uh, rent space there, that they you encourage them to include the students in some manner. Yeah, that would be one of the criteria. Obviously, you know we want you know, we want businesses to be there, and Dave's Dave's done a great great job of just reaching out and you know seeing when when he needs students, when we can get students to him to create these internship opportunities. I and mean, we 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 expect that from all the companies that would be with us, but also we're incubating student run companies as well. You know, students that are juniors and seniors that want to that are media entrepreneurs that want to you know try something new. We may give them a space as well, a smaller space for them to think through their ideas and help them with their business decisions or what direction they want to go in business. And one of the um, points of leverage you have is to create that bridge between the student and enterprise. Yeah, and I think the idea with the Entrepreneurial Center that Dave's in on the second floor, which we have, you know, it's the idea of creating an environment or an atmosphere where, you know, businesses can talk to one another as well and, and hopefully, you know, learn from each other. But, that, but then the students are in that mix as well. So it, all of that together is what, you know, we're trying to strive for. Yeah, and it's actually been perfect for that, right? I mean, that's one of the interesting things about being in the space is that we've get, you know, get that kind of creative spark, that interaction with other folks that you might not get in some other uh, environments. And I just want to echo what you had said about the fact that you've been a conduit to all of the best uh, folks like Quinn here um, that we've had a chance to work with. Uh, it's really been the, the the pipeline that we see today versus what we were looking at a year and a half ago is totally it's different. It's totally changed. All right. So let's bring Quinn Randall in. Welcome. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. So now, how did you even find out about um, this degree? Like, how, how did that get on your radar? So I actually came into Georgia State as the CMII was opening. Uh, and when they had their grand opening late October, I knew that Foundry 45 would be there. So two weeks leading up to it, I taught myself how to do some VR animation and then created a project, went to the building, and then found Dave Beck. And he came over, checked it out, and you know, I gave him my email. And... Now I'm working Looked there. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So now, but when you went to GSU, what was your major going to be? Uh, it was going to be journalism and film and media. I didn't know exactly how I was going to fit it together, but I was going to make it work. So then you didn't know that CMII was going to happen, right? That I had heard vaguely about the CMII. I had no idea what it was going to be. Um, and I thought it would be more film and audio, like, specifically, but it turned out to be, like, a whole broad range of the motion capture and everything else. So then you changed majors to that? Um, no, I stayed majored uh, for film and journalism. I just worked with Foundry and within the CMII. Okay, so 
and so I've taken classes in the CMII, including VR production, which when I first started working for Dave, the VR production class at the CMII was filled up. Dave actually walked downstairs with me, and, and he talked to the professor and had me get in. So it, that's an example. That's another entrepreneur <laughs> lesson, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's who you we know. just asked nicely. It's, there was no... It's uh, who you know. Dave Strongheart. No, it, was, it was great. It was a great moment. Really helped out. Uh, so now, um, for you and your career, now you're hooked up. Or are you an intern, or is he paying you? Um, <laughs> yes. So <laughs> to, both to both, both, yes. Both. So now you see this as part of your career now. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, and it's fed me so many more opportunities. I've been downstairs um, in the first floor with the volumetric capture. I've helped do behind the scenes for the CMII. Um, I've got to meet Brennan and all the other professors of practice and, and PhDs uh, he was talking about. But uh, yeah, it's been great. It's helped me build my, my network, all my connections, and I've learned so much. So now, what's the um, kind of the feeling around the school? like about the CMII is it something that everybody's familiar with you find or do you think that it's kind of a hidden gem in the GSU because there's a there's a ton GSU is huge it is it's huge and maybe on other campuses it might not be known as much but the people who aren't actively involved in the CMII know about the CMII because they hear about it and Mm -hmm. they're excited about it and every day new kids come in and they're like what is this building and we give tours every day there's new kids learning about it and trying to figure out how they can become involved in it so that must make you feel good, Brian. Oh, it feels great. And, you know, Quinn's a great example of the student, the type of student that we see is that, you know, the students that are interdisciplinary studies where they where they have a mixture of they may like music, but they like film and television or they like ARV or they like gaming. You know, it gives a student the opportunity to come in and really explore. And, and of course, there are students that just want to do film. And so there is a film department at GSU. But then we see so many more students that really want to, you know, design their own degree programs and create something that, you know, in an entrepreneurial way that that they haven't been able to do before and then um this creative economy that you referred to earlier this is the way this is the future it is i mean every um business person everybody has to touch creativity in some manner no doubt and it's telling stories i mean the storytelling that i that i referred to earlier as far as just us being there to teach these the next generation of you know digital storytellers is the idea that they can tell stories whether they're you know whether they're doing a, a short video or they're they're in a VR space they're telling a story or they're in a game design space they're, they're telling a story with all of those so it's really crucial that you know we give them the tools that they can do that they can you know take with them after they graduate now speaking of storytelling you're at the beginning of the story yes CMII. Yeah. how do you see it progressing and evolving well I think you know uh, just when you asked Quinn about um, does the, all the GSU students know about CMI, I mean, one of our goals is obviously to raise our profile. I think that it's, it's, it's key, especially in 2019, to be out there, uh, not only you know on GSU's campus, but also in the community. And uh, one of the things we did in December was we partnered with the United Way on a VR project for the Super Bowl that just happened last week. And obviously, you know, being a partner with them, they were able to get the word out about us um, in, in a big way, which was great, along with the NFL. So those type of partnerships are great for us. Us. You know, clearly we want to, you, you know, we just want to step up just so people know what CMII is, that it's synonymous with GSU. That's, a, that's a, this, this great institute that Georgia State has. So this will take time, but I just believe that we're moving in the right direction doing that. And what do you need more of? <laughs> money. <laughs> more um, money. 
for what? Well, I, mean, I think that, you yeah. know, one of the things that we're trying, that we really want to go after there is, um, you know, we, we obviously have this wonderful facility and we have the technology right now that, that is really, you know, bringing us forward. What would be great is to have a tech fund that we could, that we can draw from. That's something that we'd like to raise in the next couple of years is to have funding for technology so that we can keep current on everything, uh, which we, we continue, we will still do, but it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a lot easier as MIT labs or somebody else has, as a fund that you can actually draw from doing that. And also opportunities to do, you know, with, to incubate companies to where we may have a, 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 a just a small portion of that company. Now, are you seeing any cooperation with these large um, film companies that are coming to town to film? Uh, I think we're just want to immerse themselves within the community by supporting uh, your group. Well, I think we're not at the, I mean, six months in, it's, it's our, you know, clearly I have some connections with the studios um, in, in the work that I've done before. And so um, we're just now reaching out to the HBOs and the Warner Brothers just to, just to see where they are with, with some of the shows. I mean, clearly we'd like to create a connection there and more on the VFX side, you know, things that would, that we could, you know, work with them on. But um, I, I don't think we're there quite yet to, to make the ask. Uh-huh. But that's on the road. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And, and it's entertainment. And like you said, I mean, with all of what we're doing, it's not only entertainment, but it's also, you know, a lot of the large corporations that we have here in Atlanta, the Fortune 500s that we can reach out to that are telling stories. And that's that's important as well. And then to use CMII as a resource for them in areas that maybe they're not, that's not their specialty. Exactly. And we, we just want to be known as that resource to come to for innovation so they can, so their marketing teams or their, their teams that are doing communication can say, I wonder what's, what's the latest and greatest and, you know, want to come down to the Institute and see what's going on. Because you might have that technology that is the latest and greatest. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do. Now, Dave, for you, what do you need more of? Well, I'm, we're really excited about 2019. Um, 2018 was an amazing year for us. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to be able to top it, but hopefully we will be able to. We hired several new people, brought on a bunch of new Fortune 500 customers. Um, we're always looking for more people. We're looking for great talent, and we're looking for new uh, partners to work with. Now, being housed uh, at GSU in the CMII building, has that directly led to sales? Does that help? Like, how, how do you leverage that relationship? It's a huge help because we get to kind of sit in the middle of this amazing facility, and there's there's definitely a halo effect. When I bring, you know, a Fortune 500 customer in to show them the space, they're blown away, right? And we can start with a uh, this amazing studio downstairs and end and with they think a it's beautiful... All yours. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, we have taken over a lot of the second floor, so uh, at this point, uh, you know, we're getting close. So now, do you do they get to use your stuff? Like, the, if they wanted to bring a class in, do they can they go into your space? Yeah. So uh, two things. One, we actually have helped teach uh, multiple classes. You know, like participated as uh, kind of guest lecturers. We've done a few different meetups for students in the space, um, which has been awesome. The other thing is when there are new, uh, whether they're you know, potential partners for CMII or whether they're potential uh, investors or, or whatever, donors, when they come through the space, um, a lot of times they'll stop in our area and see, hey, what is it? You know, Like practically what's happening. I mean, that's right. Everything from, hey, there's a really cool uh, large screen that's showing some major 3D modeling work that's happening you know, for an industrial situation or a clean room or whatever, to actually putting the headset on and getting in there and playing around. Uh, we did one recently 
recently with the Weather Channel where you get to control the weather. And everybody loves that. And it's super easy to just get in there and play with the knob and all of a sudden it's raining inside there. Right. And it's, it's, so it's an interesting uh, opportunity to just kind of grab people as they come by. Yeah, and Dave's been, Dave and his staff have been wonderful as far as, you know, the tours that we take and able to, you know, show various people what, what he's doing and what they're in. Because it's such a great example of the, you know, the combination of industry with academia. Now, do you have more space available, or are you filled up? No, we've got we've got a little bit of space available. I mean, it, it is one of those things that we we only have so much space right. within CMI, but we do have some space available for various companies. You know, it depends on the opportunity. And that's that is part of the mission is to no, attract companies. In oh, no doubt. Yeah, that is that that is one of the one of the missions that we have, of course. And then Quinn, for you, what's next? Are you ready to graduate? Where where are you at? Um, I think I'll be graduating with my undergrad in a year and a half, and then I'm going for the master's. There's a four plus one program at GSU, so hopefully I'll have it. A master's in what? Uh, communication with a concentration in film and video. And um, and then after that, you? Um, I just want to, for right now, I'm, I'm not setting out a concrete plan. I'm just here to kind of take learn. my time, listen, and learn, and, you know, watch and and. and Try to help out Brendan and Dave whenever I can, and get ready to go to London. Oh yeah, that's happening as well. That's part of the perks. Uh, yeah, it's the next uh, next job over the summer. I'll be I'll have to leave Dave for a little bit. Now that's uh, interesting part of GSU. My kid goes here, and one of the great things I think about it are you, it's encouraged to have international uh, travel and work study programs. Is there any work study programs affiliated with CMII? Um, as of right now, I mean, clearly this has been open for a year and a half, so right. we, we don't have anything, you know, any work study programs abroad yet, but we clearly are looking at that as well. And I want to also emphasize that, you know, we'd like to see a graduate program over the next three years as well start. I mean, I think that's a very important aspect of this, especially if we want to incubate companies that we have graduate students. So that's another uh, area that we'll be looking at. So now as part of the incubator program, do you have companies involved right now? There's companies incubating? Um, we have, uh, uh, you know, the two companies that are with us right now, Snake Nation and Foundry 45 are the only two. We've got a couple um, uh, student-run incubator companies that are in. Uh, I believe we have seven right now that are that are within the space that are working with us. And then how does that work? Um, the, the students come to us with a proposal as to, you know, this is what they would like to they would like to do as far as a, a company that they would like to see come in. We give them guidance. We have various counselors that, you know, will come and, and we'll partner with them on, on whatever business that they want to get involved with, try to give them, uh, you know, an advice as to, direction to go and then we um, counsel them through the course of a year and see where they're at the end of the year and then they can come just with an idea or do they have to have a customer or like what are uh, the milestones no the have? the idea i mean obviously they wouldn't have customers quite yet we try to give them that full year to you know to to work it out and, and actually move towards that and then that's again part of the mission definitely definitely that you know again that's another another aspect of what we're trying to do you know create an environment where we can have students that you know are, are inspired by not only the companies that are there like dave's foundry 45 but also then something that they want to take with and, and create a smaller company hopefully to make create something that's even larger and then um how do you work with the entrepreneurship and innovation institute we have just started working with eni i mean this is just a, a, a new relationship so I, I, as far as i mean look we look forward to partnering with them on on a, a number of different uh ideas but we just we just started so the sky's the limit it is no doubt you know looking forward to it and um for you personally what do you find the most rewarding part of the job you know, I, I think it's just dealing with the GSU uh, students that we have. I mean, I, I think what, what 
what brought me here was um, the students here have grit. And what I mean by that is you've got a lot of students here that are on scholarship or on you know special aid, and they also they also work full time. So they don't have a lot of time in their schedule to mess around. And you know from what I've seen, and you know before I, I you know came to GSU. I, uh, I actually hired a number of GSU students uh, in film and TV, and what I saw, at least from the students that I that I brought on, were this this really this determination to succeed. And I think we've got a lot of them at CMII. All right. If somebody wanted to learn more about CMII, what's the coordinates? Um, it is. I hope I get this right. Um, it's uh, C- okay. www.cmii.gsu.edu. Correct. Good. Thank you. Got you. that right. And Dave, if somebody wants to learn more about what you've got going on at Foundry 45? Yeah, please come check us out at www.foundry45.com. And there you'll actually find a lot of content. Uh, if, you, if you scroll over to the blog side, you can read a lot of uh, stuff that Quinn's actually put together as well. That's right. Practical yeah. experience, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and if you found that uh, Weather Channel uh, experience interesting that Dave talked about earlier, our case study on that is going to be posted very soon. Exciting stuff. Well, thank you all for being part of the show today. Lee, thank you. Thanks a lot for having us, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Sanjay Torre. We will see you all next time on Entrepreneurship Innovation Institute Radio here at GSU. (laughs) 